Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I spotted this story in the newspaper and I just read a bit of it. A drunk driver from Northern Ireland who crashed into a car full of schoolgirls is leaving one with brain damage and he faces the prospect of spending 40 years behind bar. All four girls in the car were severely injured in March 2021 in the smash on Pennsylvania uh, caused by Shane Brolly, who had downed up to 22 drinks before getting behind the wheel of his pickup truck. One girl suffered brain damage while the other three ended or the other three endured life-changing injuries as a result of the crash. Now, he was remanded in custody at Bucks County Correctional Facility. And it has emerged that he is due to be sentenced for his crimes in April. Now, in America, they charge you what they call it's aggravated assault by vehicle uh, if you actually injure somebody else. And sources told a US newspaper that they would be surprised if he ends up spending 20 to 40 years in a state prison over this horrific smash. Now, according to a recent article, AA Ireland surveyed over 5,000 motors and around 1 in 10 respondents admitted that in the past year they have driven uh, the day after a night out while possibly being still over the legal blood alcohol limit. And in the survey, 5,304 AA customer respondents uh, were also asked if they had uh, have travelled with somebody who they believed was over the limit, and 3% said they had, while 16% said they weren't sure, in other words, they probably did, and if the person was over the limit or not. Uh, many people associate drink driving, of course, with this idea that someone goes out on a night out, drinks alcohol, and then drives home. But people might get up for work early the next morning and think they're OK to drive a vehicle when they are more likely than not probably not okay. Uh, they are not aware of the dangers posed by driving the next day while still over the legal limits. That's according to Anna Cullen from AA Ireland. Recent figures from Agarda Shea show that during the period from the 26th of November 2021 until the 4th of January 2022, which is only the last month or so, there were 914 driving while intoxicated arrests on Irish roads. One in five of those arrests occurred between 6am and 1pm the next morning. Uh, for the rest of them, the four out of the five obviously occurred the night before while they were out getting pissed. So 15,759 breath tests were carried out. 5,681 checkpoints were performed. And a total of 35 drink and drug driving offences arrests occurred on New Year's Day. 12 of these arrests occurred between 6am and 1pm. So clearly... Some people don't take it seriously enough and find the threat of losing their licence is not enough. And an AI Ireland survey, motorists were asked if they supported the introduction of a live register naming and shaming those, by the way, that were found guilty of driving offences. And 42% strongly supported the idea. 34% said somewhat supported it and 19% didn't support, while 5% absolutely did not support it. So I don't know whether you'd support the idea of naming and shaming drunk drivers. But as of now, the blood alcohol, in case you're unclear about this, by the way, the blood alcohol level stands at 50 milligrams for experienced drivers. That uh, The level is lower again for learner drivers and professional drivers with a blood alcohol level of 20 milligrams. A standard measure, by the way, a half pint of beer, a small glass of wine or a pub measure of spirits. And a new law came into effect in October 2018, which stated that the ordinary fully licensed drivers detected by Angarda Shikana with a blood alcohol concentration level between 50 and 80 milligrams um, receive an automatic disqualification from driving uh, of three months and a 200 euro fine. Now, the penalties for a learner, novice and professional drivers remain the same at three months disqualification from driving and a fine of 200. It is unlikely you would ever go to jail in Ireland for drink driving. 
the only reason you will go to jail is if you kill somebody in the process of drink driving. And even then, we have seen in the past, you know, those sentences are usually somewhere between five to ten years, max, max, if you kill somebody through drink driving, usually quite probably less. So should we change that? I mean, why do we have to wait till the horse is bolted? Why do we have to wait till somebody's dead before we put somebody in jail for making a vital mistake of actually drink driving? I know I'm slightly biased on because I don't drink. So I've never, I don't drink and drive. I've never drank and drive. My father did in his heyday, but that was a different time when we looked at things differently. In those days, there was no, when, I remember my father when I was younger, but there was no drink driving laws. Uh, and eventually back in the 19, early 80s, I think they brought in six pints. Uh, was the maximum you could drink. In those days, the guards would stop you, just take the keys off you and bring the car to the police station tell you to collect it the next day if you were pissed. So, we, but we have a very different attitude now. We're very educated, whether we assume we are. We know that no matter what you drink, it's dangerous. Even one bottle of beer has been proven in tests to reduce your concentration levels and your reaction time. So why would you even think about it? So should we make the law, should we be more serious about it? When we know now how dangerous it is, and there's a strong message out there to say you don't drink and drive. That's it. You don't drink and drive. There should be no level. You just don't drink and drive. Now, by law, there has to be a small level because sometimes you might wear aftershave. And uh, the alcohol level in aftershave can seep into your skin and into your blood. And that can create a slight increase in your blood alcohol levels. So, or food, certain foods, for example, as well, can contain levels of alcohol or create alcohol in your system if there's carbohydrates and sugars, or somebody was telling me before. So they have to allow a small level. Um, so the question is, but should we, if somebody is over the legal limit, which is 50 milligrams for a professional driver, or 50 to 80 if you're not professional, should you just consider jail? If somebody's two times over the limit and they're caught, should we just put them in jail for three months? Because clearly losing the license is not good enough because people are still doing it. So do you think that would be a good idea? Should we take drink driving more seriously, like they do in the United States? And in many states in the United States, there is no drink driving limit. If you're caught drink driving, doesn't matter what you've been drinking, um, you get fined and you probably could go to jail for a DUI. The number is 87 8 That's 87 8 Should we have mandatory jail time for people, let's say they're twice over the legal limit. So if it's 50, if you're 100, you're twice over the limit, mandatory jail time, three months. Do you think that would be a good idea? Would that deter people rather than just the, the threat of losing their license, which doesn't seem to deter people at all, to be honest with you. Sir. So uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Uh, should we have mandatory drink driving jail time? Pat, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Pat? How you know? Uh, Pat, you know, some people might say that's a bit over the top, you know, because everybody's entitled to make a mistake, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, when we see the amount of people still being arrested for drink driving, you know, in 2022, you'd wonder to yourself, are people learning a lesson at all? In jail, jail's a big deal. I mean, um, whatever about, look, if somebody's a repeat offender, you know, maybe twice, three times, you know, they just not, no matter what you do, especially if they actually drive, drink driving and they've already been suspended. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I'd agree, yeah. That's, that'd be potential jail sentence. But there's no point. I mean, deterrent, I mean, losing a license is a deterrent. The thing then is to stop people actually going back on the road, even though they've lost their license. So the biggest thing would be enforcement of these rules. You know what I mean? Mm, I, know, I know people because who have people, license yes, to go back people, on the road, yeah? People, yeah. yeah, people know who, a lot of people, not everyone obviously, who 
would drink and drive would go back on the road even though they lost their license because that's mm-hmm. the mentality of a lot of these people, you know? And look, come here. I'm not trying to hold my hands up here now. We'll get it back in the day. I did, you know. I mean, I'm, and, and I'm by the way, I, I, I'm not going to judge you for that because we were a different. It was yeah, a different I'm world. Look, I'm not. That's the way it was. I mean, you could have a drink back in the day. I mean, I started driving back in 1977, and you know, there was a time when you could actually say you could actually have a drink. I only saw an advertisement there recently. Somebody sent it to me. Uh, Do you really need that fifth point? Yeah, that's <laughs> in the, back in the 80s. They brought in <laughs> a, a, a six points. Yes, yeah, six points. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really need that fifth point? <laughs> I thought it was one of the Healy Rays putting it up for a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, in your day back in the 70s, and my dad's day even go back further when we were kids back in the 60s, there was, there was no big, when I say it was no big deal, it wasn't frowned upon. People would drink, you know, and be pissed in the car driving. Well, generally, generally what you had a situation was if you were that drunk that you, you couldn't control whatever you were driving, then you were stopped. Yeah, and the guards, very, were, very and the guards would take and the keys off. They'd take, the take the keys, or they say, look, park there, look and go home. Pick it up tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that was, that, that was, that, that, that was if you were lucky now. That yeah. If you were lucky. Uh, because obviously, if you were that drunk that they, they could have done you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It depended on your demeanour as well. I mean, if you, some people say, oh, they want me car. I'm not leaving out there. Oh, well, okay, then come on. You're being arrested. <laughs> and that's, that's the way it was back then, you know. There was a going gag when you got a new car. The lads would say, well, did you bring it for a drink yet? Do you remember people would say that? Did you bring the car for a drink yet? Ah, oh, yeah. Car knows it's on my home, sure, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Be grand. You know what I mean? Me, me dad's friends would say to Frankie, are you sure you're all right to drive home? I'll be grand. The car knows it's way home. <laughs> That was the you attitude. Know, I mean, you listen to the, the, even, I was listening to, the, was it Danny Healy Ray there last year, the year before, saying about, actually, oh, it's all right to have a few drinks. So having a meal, it'd be, be more dangerous to you. Like, you know, well, he, he defends rural drivers. And I, and I do understand the point he makes about rural drivers and how they, they need the car more than we do. And, of course, getting from A to B and getting out to have a social pint at night. And I do understand the point he makes, but you can't have one rule for people rural and one more for, rule for urban people as well. You can't. Can't do that. No, you can't. Well, look, I do understand that. I mean, I can empathise. But, you know, it's like everything else. There are people who basically can't afford to be getting taxis, they can't afford it, and they need somebody to drive the car. So somebody won't drink. That's it. Mm-hmm. Drive, somebody stay out. But why, but why would you is. give people a chance? You're saying that on the second offence. Who doesn't. Oh, second, yeah, depends, but who doesn't know you it. shouldn't do it? There's nobody out there who doesn't know you shouldn't drink and drive. No, well, that's the point I'm making in terms yeah. of. If you get somebody who they lose their license because they've been drinking, driving, I mean, I'd say possibly a tour at the time, the same people will get back into the car anyway. And yeah, I, I mean, so, somebody mentions with modern technology, and they're probably right to some degree, that they should have an install, a bre- install a breathalyzer in every car, and when you breed into it, it'll say, enjoy your day or not today. <laughs> that comes from Richard yeah, Fadiman. But the problem is they, yeah. get, they get somebody else to blow into it. No, it's not even that, no. You get a picture situation where, you know, if somebody... It would have to take, you know, cognizance of what was the ambience in the car, basically. Because, you know, it couldn't be a situation where you blow into a bloody thing. It'd be a case of picking up an alcohol in your breath, in general, yeah. in a car. Yeah, so my car, you, like, if I'm driving my car in a long distance, right, every now and again it comes up with this little picture of a cup of coffee on the screen. And it knows, say, for example, if you've been driving too long. It also knows if I've been driving erratically. Now, when I say erratically, in other words... If I've got too close to the centre line a few times or and it says, are you tired? Why not take a break? 
Do you know what I mean? So it kind of... That's it the worst time when a woman says you So it knows... So surely we could invent some sort of system nowadays with technology to know if, you, if you're pissed driving the car. Yeah, but the thing about it is, you know, it's, it's like the same as you mentioned there, about you have a dedicated driver, a designated driver, as you say. Yeah. You know, they're going to... Uh, drunk people in the car, they're going to pick up on that. So you yeah. won't go anywhere. Okay, well, well, we'll stay there because, Rachel, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Rachel? Hey, Noel, how are you? Good. I mean, who doesn't know that you're not supposed to drink and drive, but yet it seems that people, hundreds of people, still get arrested for doing it all the time. Um, I know. Do you know, I genuinely think the more severe the crime in this country, the less the sentence. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, I just think, no way, I think everyone, it's common knowledge, kids know that, that it, kids know it. And I genuinely think on such a crime, I genuinely think there should be a mandatory sentence. I, ju- I honestly got to think it would be the only way it would rule it out. Do you know the way? Because you have too many people. Like I'm being honest, I know people that do. I know people that do, and why they disgust me, and I openly say it to them. Do you know the way? It's like they're like, "Oh, I'm okay. I can manage. I, you know, I get home okay." It's like, yeah, but what happens that one time? That one time that you hit someone. Yeah. Or what happens that one time that you don't get home okay? Because it, when it comes to it, it isn't just one person that gets hurt. It's always, if there's families, there's, do you know what I mean? It's oh, you have a head-on collision with a family, or you, have, or you hit somebody at a bus, standing at a bus stop or something yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, somebody you don't see in the dark, or, yeah. do you know what I mean? I do, I just think, you know, I think it, all that happens over here to people when they get drink drive is, from what I've been told, it's taking out to the station, they get again, they sleep in a cell overnight, and they go home. All that happens. And, 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 and by the way, the majority of cases don't get to court. And those yeah. that do get to court, yeah. a lot of them get struck out on technicalities. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's yeah, not right. the guard of Shea by the way. They're doing a good job yeah. of doing it. It's, it's, not the, it's the court system. Well, here's what they do. They get the, even if they get their license revoked, it's never for long. It's only for a couple of years. And in that time, all they have to do is use their partner's car. Yeah. And, and, they, and they also appeal it and get it back again yeah. sometimes, yeah. 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 Which is absolutely, to me, to be honest, it's absolutely moronic that the laws that we have for things like that. When you have things like murders and rapists and stuff, and their sentences seem to be less than than what someone going in for switch, you know, for a small crime like a lot. I'm, I'm, a lot of people will say, well, I mean, I'm looking at the article here in the research from AA as yeah. well, that, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying, well, it's the next morning and they feel that's a little bit unfair. You know, they went to the trouble of using the designated driver, not taking oh, the no. car. I just think, listen, the next morning, they, people I know, I think if anyone to come out and say, oh, the next morning, oh, the next day, I'm okay. And I just think it's absolute. Oh, so do I. Because if you're... you're, if you're not, well, no, Pat. You're not, Pat, okay. Pat, you're not no, okay. No, you're not. You're right. You're not okay. Because if you get to coppers the night before I'm a professional and you're lashing back to shots, you're not going to be okay. No, I'm Listen, a people know how they feel after a drink the next day. And people... And I, and I, I know myself whenever I drink and I would have hangovers. There's no way I would have been able to function. Do you know that way? And it's like, listen, do you know what I mean? For someone to take the chance because they had a drink the night before, people know the reason that they're not supposed to drink and drive. People know the reasons. People choose. When they do it, they choose. They make that choice to totally ignore it, drunk or sober or whatever. They make that choice to absolutely say, to hell with it. It's a fair point, Pat, isn't it, Rachel? Makes They make the choice. They know what they're doing is wrong. So, so for the consequences. Yeah, but jail, jail. I think jail is a bit... As I say, okay, no, you've got not. somebody who's... If you've got somebody who's... 
consistently, you know what I mean, a couple of times, yeah. and it's, it's just obvious that they're not going to obey them the law. Like, they're going to do it again and again. You're on this yeah. part, okay? Well, you're saying, but, like, oh, you know, they're consistent and, you know, they're fairly... No, safe. I'm not saying... No, look, you missed it. The point I'm making is, right, jail right. is a big thing, okay? Yeah. If you want to stop yeah. somebody stop somebody drinking and driving, okay, there's no need to put them in jail, okay? You take the car from them or whatever, you, you revoke their licence, but you make sure they don't get back on the road. If you, you know what I mean? Then okay. that's when you come down on them harder. If they decide... But how do you make say, sure? How do you because make then sure you enforce the laws. Okay, you enforce the laws that are already there. A, okay, but listen to me. If they're with, if they're with a partner, all they have to do is jump in that partner's car and drive. They don't. That's it's all not that they easy. It's not that, it's not, it's not that easy. Well, 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 well kind of, it, it is, Pat, because the guards can't be everywhere, in fairness to them. There's a limited amount of guards to shake on, a limited amount of checkpoints. Like, I can't remember the last time I was asked my driver's licence. I, I honestly can't remember. Yeah, look, I, I, it was the same, to be honest with you. I, yeah. Huh. Probably a couple of times in the last few years, I've stopped for you even at a checkpoint for drink, and that was it. Just blow into the bag, and that was it. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually remember the last time we've had to produce it. The most, and that's how you huh. agree with you. Can I ask you? You're saying that jail Sorry? is a bit steep. You, you, you think that jail is a bit too kind of too, too far, much? Too yeah. Much. I, I think for well, well, no, hang, well, hang on. Let it driving when the fact that they can kill someone. Yeah, well, look, you can kill somebody. You, you can kill somebody without drinking blood, but you can also you can kill somebody. Uh, you know, absolutely, Pat. You can kill somebody without drink driving. But yes, but yeah, but hang on. But when and the same would go for a mobile phone. By the way, I would say the same thing. But the th- the thing about it is. When you're drink driving, you are making a conscious decision to do yeah. something that you know will increase the risk of you killing somebody. And you're you doing the same too. When you stick your head down onto your lap when you're driving on the M50, and you're texting somebody, what's that doing? Exactly the same thing. And, I, and by the way, I would say the same thing about if you're caught, if you're responsible and you're in an accident and you're texting somebody and the guards can do that by looking up your phone records, right? You should face the same sentence. Absolutely. Yeah, Why not? Should use a license. I think you should use a license. Yeah, Straight away. of course you, you should. If you, in a situation like that, I see it all the time. I'm on the road all the time. I see it all the time. And I think you don't notice them. It's down the head, looking down at the lap while they're texting away. Well, I know, yeah. I, I know they're changing the legislation and they're changing it this year as far as I know. At the moment, say, for example, if your phone is on a stand and you're on Bluetooth or whatever it is, right, you will not be allowed, as and from this year sometime, touch your phone. So, you know, I mean, you know the way people kind of reach over and they're driving and they're touching their phone and they're changing their music? You will have to do it all by remote control or somewhere or another because um, they're bringing in legislation that you're not allowed to touch your phone while you're driving. Now, I don't know how... Th- there's going to be a grey area in that because people touch their radios and they do all sorts of things. So I don't know that's how far the they can take thing. that legislation. I mean, that would be, to be honest with you, that's the same thing as touching a radio. Yeah, well... I yeah, we use the phone. I we use the phone. I think, phone I think texting and drink driving should be literally... And I know this might sound crazy to some people, I think they should be on a par with each other because they're both as equally dangerous mm-hmm. yeah. as equally yeah, agree. That's, just, just, that's what you say, yeah. Because yeah, they're you. both equally, equally consciously making that decision to not give a damn about you. Because you're not, you're not giving a damn about yourself if you're putting yourself in that situation either. So you're not giving yourself a damn about you, about other people or about who is or isn't in your car with you. Do you know what I mean? Like It's like, I, I see it every day when I drive because I drive a lot with my kids with, it's just with circumstances. And I have to say, the amount of people I see texting as well drives me bananas. Drives me bananas because it's absolutely... I'd be, so, I'd be going mad over it. So 
you should be paying attention to Rowan now, not to <laughs> 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 Well, okay, I've got, I got to take a break. Okay, Rachel believes absolutely you should go to jail um, if you're caught drink driving. Forget about this idea of giving yourself chances. Whereas Pat believes, well, maybe, you know, maybe not the first time, but maybe the second time you're caught, you know, if you're caught again, you know, obviously because you would have lost your license the first time and then you're out driving again with no license as well. That's another offence. Um, that you should go to jail. But I, I pointed out there was a story there of a drunk driver in Northern Ireland. <clears throat> he was involved in a crash where one person ended up with brain damage. But they do predict that he could get anywhere between 20 and 40 years in jail. Now, in this country, if you hit somebody drunk driving, you probably will go to jail, depending on how badly the person's injured. Uh, but it certainly won't be for 20 to 40 years. You'd be lucky to get five years. Um, <clears throat> or you'd be lo- unlucky to get five years, I say. But should we take drink driving more seriously? When you consider that over the last month or so with regard to checkpoints, particularly over the Christmas period, and that's taken into consideration, by the way, that hospitality has probably been closed most of the time. You know, they still had a huge amount of people that were intoxicated. 914 people, by the way, in the space of a month and a half. Uh, It wasn't even a month and a half, actually a month and a week. And 914 were driving while intoxicated arrests on Irish Road. That's a lot of people in a small population with very little drivers on the road at night uh, because most of these arrests were at night. One in five were the next morning. That's an awful lot of people, isn't it? Considering where were they going? Because the pubs were closed at eight o'clock. The restaurants were closed. So they were going from house to house drinking. So, and, and somebody rightly says, hey, I was going to have a little West Coast cooler the other night uh, with my dinner, 4% alcohol. My daughter said the fact that I was collecting her father three hours later, I should not have it uh, and never drink and drive. And I'm so proud of her common sense. I know a girl killed at a bus stop on St. Patrick's Day many years ago. Families are destroyed. Absolutely. So the question I'm asking today, would it be too much to state that we should have mandatory jail sentence for drink driving? Now, in the legislation... You can get a fine, lose your license, and you can go to jail, but it doesn't happen. Nobody gets sent to jail for drink driving in this country, unless, as I said, somebody gets killed. So should we have in the legislation now, and change it, that if you're caught and say you're twice over the legal limit, so it's 50 milligrams, you're 100 milligrams, which is two or three pints, that you go to jail. Let me know what you think. Would that be too much? The number is 087188 Somebody says, no, you're a little bit biased because you don't drink. Absolutely. But that doesn't make any difference. That's like saying... (laughs) You know, people shouldn't kill each other. Now, you're a little biased because you don't like guns. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a daft argument. You shouldn't drink and drive, whether you drink or whether you're against drink or not. The number's 87 Should you go to jail if you're caught drink driving? Louise, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you? Good and you now. Good. How are you? Now, Louise, it says on my screen, Louise was caught slightly over the limits back in 2017. So what led you to that situation? So... I think now, before I say anything, I want people to obviously know that I was in the wrong and I don't take away from that Uh, at all. No, I'm not not, not going to judge you at all. Yeah. But what had happened was I was actually in Limerick for the day and I'd been doing um, a tattoo the whole day um, on my arm. So I hadn't eaten or anything like that. So as I was driving home, I pulled into two friends and just said, okay, do you know what I'll have? Uh, I had two drinks. Uh, now, bear in mind, there were two double vodka and water, so I can see where that would have gone up. <laughs> I was going to say, two, two drinks. I'm thinking to myself, two glasses of wine. Two double no. vodkas. Okay, yeah, go on. Okay. Now, I think now the one thing to take from this as well is I come from a country where we don't have public transport and we don't we, we drink and drive because it's the only way that we can do it. So 
I obviously know my limits and I know what I can drink and how is, much. Is I there any legislation up because I detect the South African accent? Yeah. So, is there any legislation at all in South Africa for drink driving? Oh, of course there is. You, you, it's like every country, you can't drink and drive, but simple as. But I think because of the corruptness and I think because of the public transport system, it's very difficult. Um, so, what so, happens in South Africa if you're caught over the limit? It's kind of give the if you give the copper a few quid or the, the police officer a few quid, he might let you away with it. As much as I don't want to say this, nine times out of ten you slip them in your, you know, in your ID book or anything like that. You just slip them money, and you you got you're you're away with it. There's oh, no okay. problem there. So it is very very easy, and there's nothing much. There's not really anything there to not want you to do it. So, to discourage you, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's done. So basically, I had, you know, I know my limit. I know I would never get into a car ever if I knew that I wasn't able to drive that I, I will say that I'd never but I got in I drove down the road I got pulled over and bear in mind it was Paddy's night so that you know they were they were on the lookout not, yeah they were, they were on, the, on the lookout so I drove we're driving down the road lovely God I got along with him very well pulled me over he said, I am going, uh, you know, it's Paddy's night. I'm going to just test you. And I said, no, nope, no bother at all. Uh, he said, did you have a drink or two? I said, I have. Um, and he tested me and we went back. He said, listen, it is coming up that you're over the limit. Can we go to the station? So I said, no problem at all. Um, like I said, lovely God, went to the station, breathalyzed me. And he, he literally said to me, I wish that this wasn't true, but you are just over and I'm going to have to book you for it. So I would, you know, I, I was kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, like that's obviously not ideal. But listen, I was in the wrong. I shouldn't have gotten the car if that's the case. And, I, I, accept, uh, I accept the punishment. Yeah, I accept it. I accept it. So I, I didn't hear anything for a really long time. And that September 2017, I got a summons in the post uh, to say that I needed to appear for obviously for the drink driving. So I. I Googled everything and I seen that, you know what, I get three months for it because I was literally just, I was literally over the limit. So I'd only get three months. So I was kind of like, okay, that's, that's okay. I'll get away. I'll get, I'll get over the three months. And uh, ended up finding a solicitor. Um, and he said to me, he said, Ash, um, Louise, you are aware that you're not going to get three months, that it's minimum two years since the, I think since. Um, 2018, the law changed. Yeah. 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 So I, so then I said, I rang the guard that I dealt with and I said, listen, I said, take giving, taking me off the road for two years will ruin my work. I, I can't afford this. It's not. And he, you know, as nice as he was, he just kind of said, Ash, um, Louise, you know, it has to be done. So um, basically mm. I was, I, I then looked around for solicitors, explained the situation and I was told that I had the best of the best solicitor and that if he said it was two years, it was two years. Uh, went to court. Uh, with thro- uh, what what, what was that? Like, what's it like when you go to court, when you know you're in the wrong and you're just kind of hoping for the best? That must be very difficult for you, then, wasn't it? I think, you know what? I think just seeing what was in the court the few days that I was there because it obviously was postponed and this and that. Um I think that feeling of, do you know what, you were, how could you get in the car when you know that you had drink in you? Mm. Um, how could you drive? Now, bear in mind, I know that people are going to go, you know, she shouldn't have done that. I know I shouldn't have, but I... I mean, if you, said, if you had have said to me, you know, I had a glass of wine and a bottle of beer, I'd kind of be thinking, all right, well, okay, she kind of had some level of doubt. 
but in fairness to you, you had two yeah. double vodkas. No, uh, uh, and, and I 100% own up to that. And, yeah. uh, but I I'm not, and again, I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, look, oh, no, people know, make mistakes. You know, and, when, and when I say mistakes, you, you can. it's not really a mistake. You know what you're doing, I suppose. Yeah. It isn't a mistake. You're completely right. And that's why I say I own up to it. Um, I think I just had the mentality of, of, of South Africa. Yeah. Um, only to then realize, because that was my first time I ever got into trouble or anything, that it was really serious. But I wasn't getting three months, and there was no the, the, there was nothing. So did I you get a, did you get a fine as well as your two year ban? Yeah, I had to pay a court fine of two hundred euros, okay. and I got two years. And there was and how no did how did you deal with the two years? Very bad. Yeah, very bad. Did you lose um, your no, job? Did you lose it. your job? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. But I deserved the two years. Um, like I say, do you know what? If you're going to get into a car with any drink on you and you cause an accident, you've got to know that you could have killed someone. So I... I and I, it, has it changed your view? I mean, like, would you, for example, even consider drink driving again? No, I wouldn't. Um, like I say, I think that was the first time that I had really... Uh, well, not really, that I'd ever been in trouble with the guards. And I think it was the first time. I, I, do you know what? Now, do you know what, the, what What I see on TV, and it's what actually really gets me, is, do you know the, AM, the RSA ads where there's people drink, uh, where they talk about their families that have died? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times I had to change the channel? Because whenever an ad like that came on, I would go, that was me that was in that situation. I was doing that. So those ads, um, I think really, really. I think do they work. do work, and I've seen they some of the ads. Work, yeah, there's yeah. a good one at the moment actually about um, distracting the driver of the car. Young people who are all having a drink in the car, and the driver's not drunk or any of that, but they're distracting him by messing with him while he's driving, yeah. and the car crashes and they all get killed. And it, those ads, the one, the very famous one, of course, was the drink driver or the texter. I can't remember where the car flips over and goes over somebody into somebody's back garden where there's a little kid playing. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that one. Some of those ads are really effective, really effective. Yeah, no, they, they are effective. But I think, now I think in, the, in what you're saying, should people be put into or get prison for it? I think, personally, I think that people that are ten, five, ten times over the limit and it's their second or third or fourth, whatever, I do think, yes, they need to learn a lesson um, by doing that. But someone such as me that was just over the limit and... I don't, I, I mean, I come from a good background, I'm a good person. I think putting me in jail for a year or two, I don't think... But a lot of good pe- a lot of good people have gone to jail because they've committed a crime. Do you, do you, just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not having a go, I'm just saying... Oh, but, no, but, you know, I, and I agree with you, I agree with you, I think that they... Because at this, at this point, now I understand, you know, you're from South Africa and obviously culturally it's different and you came to Ireland and, and you know, and maybe you didn't quite understand how serious it's taken here in comparison to South Africa and I get all that. But but what I'm saying to you is, is that at the moment, it doesn't seem to be working as well as it should. In other words, we've got to the point now where you're not allowed to drink at all. Just to let people know, you can't even have a pint of beer. It's actually three quarters of a pint. You can't even have, I think it's one glass, small glass of wine, right? So, yeah. in other words, they're, they're more or less saying to you, don't drink and drive at all. That's what they're kind of saying to you. They just can't I, say know, that. I think now for me, I think, you know what, I might take that back a bit. I think for for I know I was in the situation, so it was very, um, the two years was hard for me. I think that if people were, no matter how much they were over the limit, I think if people got a, a, a jail term for it, you wouldn't see drink driving, which is probably then what we need. 
Okay, well, well, do me a favour. Just stay there for a second because I want to go to Noreen very quickly uh, before I go to the break. Noreen, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Noreen? Hello. Um, I just want everybody to understand what happens to the people that they knocked down and injured. My daughter is married in, in Spain and she had beautiful twins a month old. And she was on the pedestrian crossing in the morning, taking, taking them for a walk. And this fella dropped his phone, knocked him off at the pedestrian crossing, blew my daughter up on top of the bonnet of his car, blew the twins' pram mm. up, up in the air. Oh Her little girl got brain damaged out of it. Oh, my. At a month old. I was just after coming back a day before it. Ten years later... They're suffering the consequences of that. Good loving parents. At that's ten years minding her, giving exercises. She's in and out of doctors. She was blind in the corner of her eye from it. She was on life support for seven days. They didn't know whether she'd make it or not at a month old. Do the judges, do the, the solicitors, do the people know the consequences that suffers for for all these? Now he was on his phone, and he dropped his phone. Yep. And my daughter and her, her husband... In other words, his concentration levels weren't on the road, the same as somebody who may be drink-driving, yes. Exactly. But what I want them to realise when people are standing up for it, they're not living, they're not living with the consequences after. Such wonderful parents, and I'm not saying it is because she's my daughter and her husband... They're 10 years doing everything, exercises all day long, in and out of specialists with her. She can't fly on a plane to come home to me. I have to go to her, which I want to go all the time. Do they understand what people are living with after this? They don't, and they don't, because as soon as the thing happens, the judges are there and the solicitors are there and barristers are there fighting for them. And the people, if they lived with what she's living with, adorable, most beautiful born children that you ever saw in your lifetime. And this is what happens. And this is why I'm mad. It's okay to have a pint or a glass of wine. Now, he was on his phone and dropped his phone when he shouldn't have that. And they're living with this for 10 years. So do you, do you think people, be they texting or be they drink driving, do you believe that it should be a case of not just losing your licence but going to jail? Going to jail? He Think- got five years in jail and 10 years off of the road. Five years for what he did to that poor little girl, my gosh. Yeah. And, and, and did to the whole family, mind you. Yeah. My husband and my family, my here, we're heartbroken. We're... Well, look, I just, well, that just, well, that's exactly the same story what happened in America. So this story that I started off with today was a man from Northern Ireland who lives in Pennsylvania in America, right? So he crashed into, similar to your situation, pedestrians. One of them ended up with brain damage. He's going to get between 20 and 40 years in jail. And rightly so. And rightly so. If they lived with what, what people are living with. From this stupidity and drinking and driving and drugging and, and phones. Mother of God almighty. They, the people don't care and the, the system don't care. Slap them with this and slap them with that. Okay, so sorry, Louise, just very, very quickly because yeah. I've got to go to that baby. Listen to Noreen. I mean, that's shocking, isn't it? Shocking. Okay. It, it, it is. It is shocking. And that's why I'm saying I know what I did was wrong. Um, and I don't take away that I did was wrong. So I think what's given to people, I think the only thing now in this country is, and I think it's the same in a lot of countries as well, it's very easy to turn around and give someone jail sentence. 
But if people aren't even getting a jail sentence for pettier things, and go, no one's going to want, no one's going to be afraid to go to jail or know they're going okay. to... Okay, well, 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 do, 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 do me a favour, actually, both of you, if you could stay with me, I'd appreciate it. I have to go into a break. Uh, Louise and Noreen, just please stay with me for a second. The number's 87 188 right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 188 uh, Sorry for interrupting both of you there just before the break, and I'm going to come to Eileen in a second as well. But Louise, listen to what Noreen has to say. I, you know... I find it hard to disagree with her that there should be a mandatory sentence because if there was a mandatory sentence and you were aware of that, Louise, you may have made a different decision that day. Oh, I, I 100% agree. 100% agree. I would have probably, uh, I definitely would have made a different decision that day knowing at the potential that I was going to prison for it mm. if I was caught. Um, because everybody, t- the, the people who do this, you know, the 500 and whatever it is, 93 people, or sorry, 914 people in the last month that have been arrested for being intoxicated while driving. I mean, they probably made that decision based on the fact that Ash, I probably won't get caught. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they knew, think- you know you're drink driving. Everybody knows. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that's why I say, no, I think when I got into the car, I didn't obviously, I know, geez, you have to listen, obey the law wherever you go, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know how badly anything could happen, and that's why it was, the, you know, the first time I'd been in trouble, trouble I hadn't been here um, that long. And I got in and I done that. Now I don't. I know listeners are probably going to go. Well, you should know that regardless of where the, wherever you go. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. Well, well, hold on a second. Let me just bring Eileen as well. Uh, Eileen, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. Eileen, you've been listening to Noreen before the break there, and her grand one of her grandchildren ended up with brain damage. Now that was somebody who was on a mobile phone, uh, which is kind of similar to drink driving in some sense, I suppose, not having concentration on the road. So, Eileen, what's the solution? Well, I don't have the solution at all, but I, I do think I feel very, very sad for, for the situation of her granddaughter and many, many, many more people that are, are injured and, and die from road accidents. But I think one of the things that we have to remember is that the cars are, a da- you know, you get behind the wheel of a car, whether you're drinking, whether you're not drinking, whether you're on your phone, like, I mean, it is. Uh, because they're so co- more comfortable and faster today, we actually relax more in the car and we, we drive. I don't drive anymore myself. Well, I don't have a car. I do drive, but I don't have a car yet. So I, 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 um, I use my bicycle a lot, and I'm on a lot of roads. And, you know, it can happen that a, a driver can hit me, whether, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking in the, the, the rear mirror or they're, yeah. you know, things not paying attention. Yeah. happen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think putting somebody to prison or not to prison is not really um, the solution. I think maybe there's a way we have to try to, to understand that driving a car is a serious thing. It's just that we've got so comfortable with it. We have our music blaring in it, which I love to listen to music when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize that, A, accidents do happen, unfortunately. Really, unfortunately, they do happen. Um, and well, I My mother used to always say accidents don't happen, they're caused. Now, I know, I, you know, look, when you've got, you know, I think in this country, 2.2 million vehicles, you know, driving around on a daily basis, at some point they're bound to hit each other. And I'm well aware of that. But in saying that, we increase the risk of that happening, uh, as in Noreen's case, if somebody has a mobile phone, or as in Louise's case, if you have two double vodkas. So you increase the risk of that happening by okay. taking a chance. Yes, I no, I, I think, and I think you've after saying something important there, two double vodkas, and I'm not judging anybody, is is like, I mean, I think having a, uh, a drink limit, actually, that should be abolished. There should be zero 
you cannot get into a car with any alcohol in you. Mm-hmm. Because I know myself and other people, I'll have a glass of wine, I'll have something to eat afterwards and then I'll be fine. So like, I mean, if... Well, I know, I know the legal reason for that is, is because unfortunately some foods contain alcohol. All potatoes, I believe, contain alcohol, surprisingly enough. Uh, and also some, um, you know, like perfumes, aftershaves contain alcohol, which can go into your bloodstream. So that's why they have to have a very low legal limit by law. I think. Yeah, I think but you see, you know the legal, the, the whole legal system and laws are there with little exceptions. For example, if you're stopped and if you've got a high perfume or aftershave or you've eaten lots of potatoes or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, know, that food that contains alcohol. It's a law and that, that can be, uh, that can be uh, mm. sorted out. As we all know, things can be sorted yeah, out. Yeah, I, I think I mean, it should. If somebody has a double vodka, and sorry, <laughs> and it's just over the limit, uh, it, that's, I'm, I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving her a, a bad time. Okay, no, mean, no. It's okay. She takes it. She she accepts it. It's all <laughs> you know, right. like I mean, a glass of wine. Okay, it might relax. But in actual fact, even a glass of wine, and I am a lover of wine. I you do feel more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then you know. So I think maybe if you cut the limit completely. And then the other point I tried to make when I when I just sent in the message was in other countries, for example, they insure the car and not the person. That's in and Australia, that's, yes, yes. And also in Brazil and many other And countries. in Australia, by the way, if you're caught drink driving, they take the car off you and they sell it. Um, that's a good idea. But yeah. That I mean, so that, idea. that's what they do. That's a, and they have the, uh, you know, the drink squad that go out in these buses, the police, and they'll stop everybody on the road. And if anybody's caught drink driving and over the limit, they, what they do is they take the car off. The same with insurance. They take the car off you and they'll sell it uh, yeah, well, at an auction. Yeah, I think that might be a good thing because you're taking the that's weapon. That's your fine. They were using it as a weapon, so they take the weapon off you. Pretty and th- that's essentially that's essentially your fine for drink driving is the price that you, you, your car is worth. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty okay. But coming back to the point of here in Ireland, for example, if, if two or three people are going out and one kind of has a few drinks and the other one is okay, they can't drive the car. Now, I know when I'm babysitting... Oh, I get what you mean. Start, yes, of course, because they're not insured. Yeah. You know, and I'm babysitting, for example. They have two cars. I'm babysitting. I don't have a car. They go out. But the key of the second car is there. If there is an emergency with their daughter, that if I have to go okay. to the hospital, I can... But I'm not insured in the car. So, for example, in other countries... I, I, I can't go into it too much, Eileen. I'm running out of time. But I do okay. get the point yeah. you're making, and it is wonderful. And, and, and the, you're right. The key is education, which we should be talking about in schools. And Noreen... I wish your daughter well and your granddaughter and I hope and I hope and I hope uh, that she gets better with the physiotherapy and whatever else she's getting as well or gets well, back to some level. Well, she won't get better because she has brain I, damage of course, so but she I, can't get better. Yeah, well, unfortunately. And I just wanted to let people know no excuses. I'm sick of people making excuses. Let If they suffer from what people are suffering, everybody that has been knocked down and injured or whatever... Let the, let, let the people know, and as I said, they're getting away with murder, and I'm angry, and I'm angry for 10 years. I and get you. No, I, I, and I know why you're angry, and I know why you're angry, and, I, and obviously I didn't mean that she'd get better, but I meant that hopefully her condition, it helps her condition some way with the, the physiotherapy she's getting, but look, that'll never bring her life back, or it's never going to give her the level of normality uh, that she should have had in her life before that driver actually took, uh, before she was involved in that accident. Hi Niall, um, I left work at 10 o'clock on Saturday night and there was 27 cars parked outside, two pubs either side where I work and Sunday morning when I arrived to work there was only 8 cars which leads me to believe that most of those cars drove home drunk. Mm-hmm. It's not on. Yeah. Yes, you should lose your licence, you should go to jail, it's just not on. Thanks. Yeah, no, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I do agree that there should be a prison sentence for people who are caught drink driving, but 
I think this should be bringing in sobriety tests also. This crack of breathalyzing in the morning after the night before, you could be at a wedding one day and you could be having wine with your dinner and a few drinks and at 11 o'clock the next morning, you drive home. You could be perfectly fine to drive home, but you might still have alcohol in your system. You might still be slightly over the limit. That crack should stop because you're perfectly fine to drive. That crack should stop. Well, that's the law. That crack is the law. I mean, if you have a blood alcohol level of a certain amount, according to experts, according to research, your reaction times are slower and your concentration levels are lower. That's just the law. That crack is part of the law, as you say, that crack. Uh, let me go to John. You're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, John? How are you? Are you well? Good. Did you hear that last one? That crack has to stop. That crack of testing people in the mornings. Yeah. Actually, these arseholes everywhere. The border is full of them. Yeah. So, anyway, John, you drive for a living. I do, indeed. I drive trucks. Okay. And here's another interesting one. We talked about drink and drug driving, but you wanted to raise another issue. Fairness. Falling asleep when driving. Lads driving around the place exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. And that's worse. Yeah, it can be because and I, I've often been in that situation. To be honest, these little micro sleeps that you get where you're going down the road, where you're missing 10, 20, 50, 100 metre sections of the road because you're not enough. Yeah. Lads are getting pushed too far there. Has it ever happened and to you? Has it ever happened to you? Have you oh, ever it has, it? yeah. 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 No point telling lies. That's happened to me. It has, yeah. And I drive bin lorries predominantly. Yeah. So we're in and around the public an awful lot. We're in and around stools. We're reversing in and around hospitals. A lot of places we go, we can't drive in, so we have to reverse in. You have to reverse into a housing estate just to get back out again, yeah? Yeah, and it doesn't do when you're falling asleep doing that. It's not safe. It's not nice. No, and it's pretty... I don't know what mirrors you have or what you can see, but... They're big vehicles, and, and they take up half the width of the road. And, you know, you're and reversing back, we, and you could have kids, or you could have adults walking behind you. We'd be weighing close to 20 tonnes empty, and we'd be over 30 tonnes full. Ooh. And it doesn't do to hit something with them. No, not at all. Wouldn't be, there wouldn't be much uh, left to you. Well, we're tacro-exempt as well, you see, which is, uh, how would you say, it's... Not ideal when you're dealing with people like and you're in that proximity to people. Do you have a camera? Uh, on the, do you have a camera on the back? Uh, we have uh, two or three cameras on each truck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can see behind you. But you are yeah, you well, are you are right. Many many years ago, I was coming from Donegal to Dublin after doing a gig, and I remember driving on the road. It was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me in a car, and I remember driving, and I remember waking up and being slightly over on the other side of the road. It was, about, it was about 30 years ago. I remember it frightened the life out of me. I, I don't know how long I was asleep. I was probably asleep, probably only for a few seconds, but it was enough that I was completely asleep. Uh, a few seconds in ADK now. Yeah. You can travel a fair distance. Absolutely. And if I fall asleep for a few seconds in ADK and I'm full and I hit a car, nine out of ten says I'm going to be grand. But the person you hate is gone. I guarantee you, the people, oh, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And if they're not gone, they'd probably wish they were. Yeah. And you, know, you are, you are absolutely right. It's a, but, but how do you... I suppose for truck drivers, there's tachographs. And we know how long a driver has been driving for. Uh, we don't use tachographs, you see, in the industry. I mean, there's a lot of industries that are taco exempt. Right. 
Why is that? Uh, God only knows. You'd imagine we should be under a little more regulation, but we're not. See, here's, a, here's where the tachograph falls down. I mean, okay, the tachograph says you can't drive more than, what is it, 10 hours a day? Is that it? No, nah, nine and a half. But okay. they've extended that now to government to make it even worse. Okay, so, but who's to say what sleep you got before you got into the cab? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you're supposed to have 11 hours between shifts. Yeah. But the 11 hours, like... Is your own like business. Like if someone has two or three young kids at home. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's not enforced. No. It's one of those nice things that everyone talks about, but it's, it's not really enforced. Okay, so you wanted to raise the issue in relation to... ...with private cars, vans, trucks, where there's no drink involved. I'd say half of them probably have tiredness involved. Yep. Either party falling asleep. Yep, you're right, you're right. And it's something that nobody talks about or thinks about. Absolutely. And just, sorry, while I have you on the air, by the way, we mentioned the other day about bin lorries. Is there such thing as a bin woman? There's a, there's a couple in the company I work for. Okay, because we were just curious, because everybody uses the word bin man. They never use the word bin woman or bin person. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like one of the last professions that has become politically correct. And I was just no, wondering, no, is there no, is, there if there is, is any bin women? There is a couple. If you're down around Limerick, you'll see a few in trucks. Right, there okay. is a couple. And are we, I mean, how many bodies do you have on the back collecting the bins too, is it? Uh, two normally, yes. In the city, two. One out the country. Have we not adopted the American system? When I was away uh, during the year in America, right, in the housing estates, they, people leave their bins out at the side of the road, so you have to leave it close to the, uh, to the road, right on the footpath. And the, <coughs> the bin lorry comes along, he has nobody with him, and he has the, the arm comes out of the side of the bin lorry, and it, it, obviously a laser picks up where the bin is, grabs the bin, chucks it in the gadget, and off you go again to your next one. So he doesn't need, to be, he doesn't need people with him. Sorry? No, we're different here in Ireland, you see. Because people buy cheap land up bog roads and they are selling off less and they expect the bin lorries to come to them. Right. And when people leave the bins at the side of the road, other people come along and park alongside them. Ah, I get what you mean, yeah. Right. And there's only one thing, there's nothing that will upset the Irish housewife worse than seeing <laughs> our bin not being collected. I abs- okay, so in these housing estates that I was in, there is, you're not allowed to park on the road, you must park in your driveway. Yes, okay, so... All right. Whereas in Ireland, if you're going around the student village, they've parked every place bar to drive us. In front of the bins, yeah, absolutely. On the grass, in the open trees, and you name it. Right, okay. And it, they all go by weight, the bins, don't they? Everything's weighed, yeah. Yeah, and if the bin is open, by the way, if the bin is sticking up and the lid is, you know, in the sky, do you t- still take the bin, yeah? Yeah. Are oh, you do, Jesus. Like, uh, do women will come up and kill you if you don't. They want to be ferociously brave. Do you, do you remember the day, how long have you been driving bin trucks, by the way? Uh, a few years, a good few years. Now. I, I remember the days when the bin, the bin man would always get, you know, a 20 or 30 euro tip off you at Christmas. Do you remember those days? Uh, the best tip I got this Christmas was we were putting an armchair into the back of the truck for an old man. Yeah. And he suggested I bend my knees and keep my back straight. Nice. That was all we got. Uh, What's the most unusual thing you've seen sticking out of a bin? Oh, you don't want to know. Jesus, no. <laughs> it's daytime radio. I couldn't tell you. The right. things we've seen coming out of bins are not short shocking. Right. Well, as long as it's not a dead body, I suppose that's all that matters. Uh, well, no. Uh, <laughs> we got about 100 boxes of chocolates between three of us this year. Right. Like, we ran out of people to give them away at us. 
like Jesus, like like just a card is enough, like no more chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, for next year the tip for everybody listening, don't be giving the bin men or women chocolates, all right? We can't we can't get back into the trucks come January. <laughs> thanks very much, John. Well, uh, thanks for raising an important issue there about tiredness. You are absolutely 100% right. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087-188-0008. How are you, Noel? Mick the taxi man in Fingless. Uh, Noel, I, I'm out driving, so I can't drink. At certain days, I know if I'm going out to work, that I can't, I can't actually drink. But uh, if you look at the law, right, the law states that you can have maybe a glass of wine or a half pint of lager. But yet the ad on the television says, never, ever drink and drive. So which is it? Are you allowed? It's the law telling you you're allowed it, and in the yard it's actually telling you you're not allowed it. So I think it should be zero tolerance. If you're caught drinking, your licence should be taken off you for at least six months. The law seems to be a funny thing to, to get around on that, you know. But uh, as mm-hmm. I said, I drive a taxi, and if I'm going out on a Friday night, I know I can't go to work Saturday morning until Saturday evening at least. So anyone, any professional driver out there, the truck driver, bus driver, train driver, anything, you know, you have to obey the law. The law is the law. Absolutely, the law is the law. Okay, see, people are confused about that, and you're right, making fingers. On one hand, they're telling you you can have a glass of wine or two quarters of a pint of beer or whatever it is. And the other half, the other hand, they're telling you you shouldn't drink and drive. The law is confusing because they, I don't, I'm not a barrister or solicitor or, you know, an expert or a scientist when it comes to, you know, how many milligrams per unit of alcohol or for blood, whatever it is, blood alcohol level and how that works. But the law has to allow for the fact that you eat food which can create alcohol in your system. It also has to allow for the fact that you might use aftershave or perfumes or medication that contain a level of alcohol, uh, which at the most would be 50 milligrams. So that law then gives the guy a go-ahead for a glass of wine and it gives the go-ahead for, you know, it records a pint of beer or whatever it happens to be, depending on the beer you're drinking. But the law clearly states, or, you know, Alcohol Action Ireland and the AA and everybody else would clearly tell you, don't drink and drive. That's really the law. The law is saying don't drink and drive. Those levels are there to give a bit of a leeway just in case you have eaten something that contained alcohol, like a sherry trifle, or I don't know, or I don't know, a rum truffle or something like that, that you ate by mistake and, you know, because there was alcohol in it, a low level of alcohol. So that's, that's what the law is there for, just to protect you. In those cases, because you couldn't have a law that would be zero. Because, unfortunately, that wouldn't give people a chance if they had, you know, alcohol in their system for some other reason. So that's the reason for the law. But the law, look, the bottom line is, if you're all listening, you don't drink and drive. And if you are out the night before and you're good enough not to bring your car with you and you have a fair few drinks, don't drive the next morning. Don't, if they say it's about an hour for every unit of drink you drank. So if you're out in coppers the night before and you're at the middle scrolling back the pints and drinking a few shots as well with your mates, don't be drinking the, uh, driving the car the next morning at 8 o'clock bringing the kids to school. You can't do that. Because once you have a hangover, that means there's still alcohol in your system. So if you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, jeez, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. That's alcohol still in your system, clearly, because that's why you're doing, doing, doing. That's why. You know what I mean? So don't drive the car. Because if you're caught, you will be done. Because contrary to what the previous t- message said, that's the crack. What's the, when he said, what's the crack with doing people the next day? That's the crack. One in five will get done the next day. And you might think that's unfair, but that's the law. As 
As absolutely. As Richard would say, that's the law. That's a fact. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.